Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Whiskey Sour Libations and Conversations. I'm your host, Ouch Dom, as I hit my mic. Clumsy all day. I've, I've broken nails, like three nails Ooh. today. Don't know what I was doing. And all I was doing was cleaning. I am not built for labor. I am I am like the video, the meme says, I am not built for labor because that's what happened. <laughs> uh, I wanted to... Oh, okay. There are there's a there's our third guest. I'll let him get set up and we'll bring him in. But that little snicker that you hear is the amazing Tiffany Ram. I didn't want to mean to fully say your government name. Oh no, you can. It's on the website. Oh, okay. it. It's there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, Ram, I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> okay. What's up, girl? Welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm great. I love being here. So I'm glad I'm back. Hey, yes. Yes, yes. I'm so happy that you are back. And we're going to have <laughs> such an interesting, amazing talk today. And I'm going to bring our other guest in, Ahmed. What's up, baby? What's up? Hi. Oh, <laughs> look at you. <laughs> Ahmed, don't come in here like you're my dad, okay? No, you know I love you. I'm not I, your I dad. I'm you. your friend. Yes. But you came in like, look at you, like look my child. You. No, you know me. I'm I always on you. the sweeter side of things. <laughs> <laughs> Tiff, this is my amazing friend, Ahmed. And we've known Hi, each Ahmed. other for some years now. Hi, and he actually sparked this episode. Tiffany is very well aware about my urges and my desires as well. I think we really got into the nitty gritty. It was a boat day and mm -hmm. we got in each other's business. Uh -huh. So I, I love the freedom that Tiffany has as well as you. Yes. Uh, is it okay if I share a little bit of the voice note that you sent me? Did you if, save them? I didn't save them. I would, I, I didn't, they're on my phone, but oh, okay. I, I was just giving her an overview. Oh, you sure can. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. He sent me an amazing voice note one morning where he was, <laughs> you could hear the excitement and how proud he was in his voice <laughs> to experience some sexual pleasures that included pegging. Oh, mm. uh, yes. With an amazing woman. And he went it wasn't down. me, but <laughs> say that again. What about my butt? You, I, I, she said it wasn't. She said it wasn't me, but okay. Oh. And um, oh, it wasn't you, Tiff. <laughs> Tiffany, be down with the get down, okay? As she should. And um, so I wanted to talk to you guys about sexual freedom and liberation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yes, 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 yes. That's my favorite conversation. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, I, I just... I believe that we talk about sex. I feel like women are free and open to talk about sex because we are, you know, the, the patriarchy has sexualized us. So when we talk about it, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like it's a, a great thing for us. Like, oh, great. Like, I'm not alone. But mm -hmm. then I feel like sometimes some people are taking a bag and 
they feel like, oh, this person is a slut. This person is, is you know, this and that because they're open and honest about what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. instead of understanding and embracing, they shame. So mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. I want to talk about it because also I think I was telling both of y'all that the cis hetero male believes that they are very overtly like sexual creatures when they're really not because it ends at threesomes like what's the sexiest it was the kinkiest thing you've done it like i've had a threesome i'm like that's it so i want to i want to <laughs> i want us to, to, to explore on this journey if ahmed if you want to kind of give us a little you know the audience a little insight about what you experienced because i i mean the the happiness tip if if you, if you hear the happiness in his like the he was so excited so well yes and i think i mean you could send her the voice memos oh, I'm gonna send you. you can send Yay. them to her i can't wait uh, um, <laughs> yes make sure you have a glass of your favorite wine next to you because i mean i'm silly as you will find out as i talk more um yeah it was amazing it was very cool because it's something that i've always wanted to happen i'm queer mm-hmm. so like i live mm-hmm. outside of the realm of male cis gender i'm non-binary like it's not a um world that i live in anymore mm-hmm. i used to because you know but i have my I've, i got more information and i think mm-hmm. oh, okay i'm realizing different things about me and so but i've always known that and i've always known that i'm like oh man that'd be um <clears throat> that would be cool and and fun and interesting mm-hmm. and i've never you know the the cool thing about it when it happened was this conversation about power that me and my friend mm-hmm. who i did it with and i've never i personally have never looked at sex as a power thing i've always looked at mm-hmm. sex as like a thing between two people who agree mm-hmm. and so um so i've never said oh well if i'm like in a in a um like a not with a woman or with a person with a penis if i'm in that type of relationship i'm never you know I, i'm not i'm not looking at who's the who's the top or who's the bottom or when my mm. friends have said like oh Ahmed you're like you're the guy in that relationship and mm. that person is the and I'm like what is that what is that supposed to mean like what does that mean for me and so I've always like pushed away on that and I think that helps with um I think that helps with exploration when you mm-hmm. take away like oh well if I'm a cis heterosexual man going to have sex with this woman um if you take away the fact like well i'm here and i'm supposed to lay it down and i'm supposed to do this and i'm supposed to last all this time and i'm supposed to do all this stuff you take that away and just say hey let's just like see where it goes let's have some conversations like oh what are some of the things that you like or what are some things that you like and sometimes we don't know what those things are because we've never been asked those things but you know so you start to have conversations like that and you're open to what this other person's needs are and what their fantasies are and you're mm-hmm. open to that because it shouldn't be a one-way streak so when you say oh i'm freaky and i've only had threesomes but you what you do in a threesome you can do with one person what you do in a threesome you could do by yourself like you could like take a a thing and go at it on your own so 
but there are some things that you can't do on your own, you mm-hmm. know? And, and you know, and to feel someone else's breath and like their body and their warmth and their like, mm-hmm. their, their, all of that is very, very exciting. And if you're open to allowing yourself to just like be vulnerable and in that moment with someone else, you really will heighten all of your senses and your um, sexual uh, uh, information. But it was great. It was really un- interesting. But that power conversation really like for her, it was like, wow, I understand that whole that mm, I get why you guys kind of get like kind of revved up because you're like <laughs> laying there on the bed just completely kind of, you know, I'm just laying there. It's, I'm not, you know, and I'm ready to go. And she's just like, oh, and she had to like to put on all the things and like, it was mm-hmm. really, really interesting. But that was the coolest part about that conversation, this idea of power. Um, I kind of mm-hmm. went on to a long rant. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 but it, it, it all makes sense. Mm. And, right. And, and I believe that it's, I, I think what happens is, uh, I'm going to point out something you said that we don't really know. We don't really talk about certain things. And I feel like mm-hmm. I always, to be honest with you guys, I felt like the bedroom, I'm not, I don't really care for the term submission. If you've seen any of the other episodes and Mm -hmm. what we talk about, because it's just such a low key. It's a degrading word. If if you're into servitude and slavery, I'm all great for you, but I'm not, but that was one. The bedroom was one of the places that I felt like I was more timid and and meek, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was, because I, I felt like we're kind of taught, to kind of be that way, let the man lead, let him take the, the role mm. of the position. Mm. And so you're walking, you they when they're done, because you know, they're also taught not to really pleasure women. Mm. You're like, I'm confused as to what just happened. Like, mm. mm-hmm. I think there was a sensation that was happening, but I didn't really get to the, the climax where I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. this is what this is. And so I had to spend a lot of time with my myself and really learning my body and the mm-hmm. ins and outs and getting really confident and comfortable where I could say, hey, or, or not even, hey, just being able to move somebody's hand somewhere or say, touch mm-hmm. me here and be vocal while we're in the act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, it was mm-hmm. it was a, it was a process. And I've I've always been a confident person, but mm-hmm. just based on what I've seen and what I was told, you know. We don't. We're not taught how to fuck. You have to learn. It's a process, right? Right. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, so two perspectives. Obviously, people haven't seen me on the show before. They don't know that one. I identify as pansexual. Mm-hmm. Um, so similar to you, Ahmed. I didn't know that's what it was until I learned the language. I've always been been pansexual. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until I went to like a queer conference probably back, mm. I would say like 2012 that I actually learned the word and then I was like oh that's me no it's got to mm. be me because otherwise I had identified as bisexual since middle school um mm. but when I learned that word I was like oh that makes way more sense that better identifies me fast forward I am now also a sex and sexuality therapist I'm a therapist for other things but I happen to specialize in sex and sexuality and I have pegged before which you know don't know <laughs> so, <laughs> um and not just the power dynamic, because like mm. I, I agree, I don't like the word submission and dom unless that's 
serves you in communicating with each other, like a, a specific role or, you know, boundaries. Right. Um, but specifically pegging puts the receiver in a vulnerable position. That's what I would say. Like when you're mm. butt up, it's a very mm -hmm. vulnerable position, right? The person yeah. who is like mounting you is really in the position, like you said, of power. They have more control. You know, you can't mm -hmm. see or, you you know, you have a specific point of view when you can see. Um, so it does put that person in a vulnerable position. I had actually really never considered it until, um, again, conversations on that in regards to um, until you have conversations. And so one of my partners had mentioned they had had previous, you know, transgendered partners, um, male to female, and that, you know, they had pegs. And I was like, well, if that's something you're into, like, I don't have a penis. So, like, how do we work around that? And it just led to a conversation of, oh, well, I guess there is strap-ons. Like, we could do that. <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> and that partner being like, what? Well, you'd be open that. to that. Whereas, you know, in a cis world, like not everybody's having those conversations. It's not a safe place. Um, I typically date black men. And so needless to say, that's no. definitely taboo space. So yeah, so that partner being just like immediately Weird. more open, you know, to like you'd consider. And I was like, well, I've never done it. So I can't promise you I'll like it, you know, but I always teach people, whether it's clients or just partners that I have to communicate. And part of that communication mm -hmm. is saying like, I might not like it and I reserve the right to stop or say you at any point it's uncomfortable. Um, and so mm -hmm. I did initially the first time go and being like, I was a little reluctant. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I am curious to try. So, um, and was surprisingly very, very, very into it. Um, for all the reasons mm. one might be into it. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> I will say the first time I was a little overwhelmed because my partner was like ready, like came like spread eagle front, like wanted to look me in the face. And I was like, wait, that was not the position I was prepared for. Right. Cause that's what I was going to say. Like, I, I think the, when people tell me they, or they ask us like, so what are you going to do? Are you going to put your partner on all fours? They're going to be a spread eagle. I was like, well, I've seen some videos like where men are in the butterfly position, kind of like how we get waxed a little bit, mm, but they're laying right. on their back, so they're like kind of even more relaxed. And you know, so, so listen, being face to face for someone like me, where sex can be very not intimate, like I am all about novel sex, and when you want to go through your promiscuous stage, feel free. Um, so that face to face was a little too like wait what like i didn't need to see all that that was too much for my first time so the first time i was like i'm gonna need you to turn around and you butt up like i, I just want to focus <laughs> on one element i just want to see the booty cheeks like we'll incorporate this face-to-face -face intimacy later but right now this has got to be about the physical you know engagement but after that first time i was like oh okay we in here like all right <laughs> really um also i mean there's just things to consider amazing. like my partner that partner would take a dildo of a size that I wouldn't even imagine to even phantom put in my parts. So that was another thing. Like I, I originally picked the dildo thinking like, oh, what I'm comfortable maneuvering because I had to put on a strap on. So I'm like, okay, medium big, like we good. And my <laughs> partner was like, oh, that's it. And I was like, dang, friend, <laughs> like what are you used to? So it opens up a conversation though. Like I would have never thought had we not had this conversation that you over here being a thighs king and want, you know, Godzilla. Cause I'm not trying to take Godzilla, but um, yeah, it was definitely, 
really intriguing. I immediately realized why anyone with a penis or a phallic part is obsessed with that position. Oh, like, cause like I immediately was like doing the, like watch the in and out, you know, and like getting excited about my stroke. I was like, oh yeah, right. The the male stroke is very different than the female yeah. stroke. Like the pelvis does engage different. I was like, this is okay. I get it. So there's a little sexual empathy that happened in participating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's that level of like control. Like I, I probably also, you probably recognize like, oh, I see why someone with the penis is like, you know, if it's a nice, sorry to shame. I'm not here to penis shame, but you know, be walking around like I walk with a limp because my, <laughs> big, right. you know, like, you know what I mean? And so it's always, it's the idea, like, and it's something fun. And, you know, I mm-hmm. think that we're all sexual creatures, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I really believe that there are more men that have experimented and tried things that they're not vocal mm-hmm. about because of the stigma that comes with it and the stereotype. But I, I believe that there are, you know, even more since, you know, hetero men or men that identify as straight, they have probably had some sort of interaction mm-hmm. um, than what we what then what they will speak of just because of the right. stereotypes that come with it. Mm-hmm. And so it's always it's always intriguing in even even if they are straight and they've never dabbled mm-hmm. like that idea, the 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 offended, like how they become offended. And I get it, we have a very a very really deep mm-hmm. dark history. When it comes to, you know, our culture as a whole, you know, you know, with the slave trade and the things that the masters used to do to, uh, you know, black men. And so I, I get it, but it's also, it's just be, be open. It's not, I'm not saying that you have to be gay, but at least respect people for what they, what they believe in and what they want to do. I think that's what gets me is just the you want to be accepted, you want to be treated fair and equal, but you're not treating your counterparts like the same way. So uh uh the host is I unmuted you. Oh great, thank you. Um, because I was making noise. Um, yes, it needs to be you so you have to respect each other when you're in mm-hmm. a situation or a relationship or a marriage or whatever. You have to listen to each other. And communication is different. I'm learning that. Like the way I communicate mm-hmm. with you, Dominique, will be different probably than the way I communicate with you, Tip. Like it's mm-hmm. just because we're learning about yeah. each other and this is right. So when we say straight men might have straight black men because of history, I and obviously I understand that. But when Oh, did his phone die? What happened? No, I don't think he died. I think he just paused. Like, I think the connection did something weird. Okay. I don't know. But, Tiff, I want to yes. bounce it back to you. <laughs> um, You know, I just feel like... I, I think what's really intriguing and, and dope about you is just, like, you're so, like, loud. You're confident. Like we have similar similarities, you know. I'm a, I like her because she she you know like she <laughs> herself. 
Thank she's you. Able to really like stand in who she is. She's not afraid about what she's saying or what she's gonna do. And uh so yeah, so I, I think that's why I really, really like engage with you and I like the stories that you tell and experience. So for our listener, maybe they didn't catch our last episode. Can you explain mm-hmm. to them super quick what pansexual means, uh, what, what a pansexual is to you? So essentially, especially for me, uh, pansexual just means my attraction to someone is not limited based on their gender identity. Okay. That means I could be attracted to someone who's cis, someone who's not cis, uh, so it's male, female, asexual, you know, non-binary, um, mm-hmm. that you know, bisexual doesn't explain it enough. Because of course, when you say that, you're like, oh, you're not just bisexual. Like you could be attracted to anybody. And I'm like, yeah, like a transgender woman or a man. Like yeah. I've realized even more so than just like energy, that mm-hmm. attraction for me is a whole person experience. And because I can't, I, I've experienced being aroused by, yeah. you know, the entire spectrum, you know, that for me, sexuality really is fluid okay Mm -hmm. and and i i'm with you i believe sexuality is fluid i i think that people there are some people like that are just you know like vanilla like just straight up no shade Mm -hmm. to them that like you know i just like what i like and that's okay and and i'm not here to slander because i do know that people are straight but i really do believe that sexuality is fluid it's a spectrum like Mm -hmm. you can try different things Mm -hmm. And I'm not here to judge. And it's so interesting because someone asked me, uh, you know, would I would I be open to dating somebody that probably um was that that was either bisexual or experimented? And I was as like, in like a know, male, right? Yeah, as a male, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I and I was to be honest, I was like. If I were younger, I would say no. Mm-hmm. But now, mm-hmm. as an adult, mm-hmm. if it was something that they were like, oh, I had to, like how the guy had told Molly on Insecure, oh, this happened, this happened once, and it really didn't do anything for me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'm going to take your word for it and just be like, and especially if we have some sort of attraction and chemistry because we know how mm-hmm. hard that is. The world is people are fucked, fuck terrible fucking people. So we know how hard that is, especially <laughs> living in Los Angeles. We all have lived here at some point. Tiff and I still here. Amaya yep. Ahmed is touring, being this great. Well, I'm from California, so I know what it's like. Yeah, so you know how hard it is mm-hmm. to make friends. So mm-hmm. when you meet somebody that you have mm-hmm. an connection with. You're like, okay. Right. But that's me though. Yeah. That's me. I would be if 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 I if I would say probably college, to be honest, in college, that I that did come across my plate. And mm-hmm. the guy was nice. And we had fun that night, like dancing. We were at, at a house party. And mm-hmm. then when he told me, I was just like, damn, like I gotta worry about your ass, like fucking bitches, because you you he was fine. 
But then I was like, and niggas, I was like, man, that's just too much. I, I I'm an Aquarius and I got anxiety. I am not. Literally everything you just said is why most people can't handle that, that like that, that presentation. Yeah. Not just adding, you know, the level of like homophobia in general. Obviously, that's not you necessarily, but most people it's rooted in insecurity. Like you said, like, oh now I gotta worry about men and women. Whereas me, I'm like, one, I'm confident. Like yeah. you cheating ain't really got nothing to do with me. If you're gonna cheat on someone like me, like you just you just need to cheat. That's <laughs> who you just, are. Does cheating ever really have anything to do with some like like let's say we're the the on the receiving end? I'm like, I don't be doing shit. Like to no. even so that had that's that's what you, something that you wanted to do anyway. So regardless if I was showing up as my like I'm one, I am gonna show up as my true self. But right. that was the urge that you had anyway, and it really it don't have nothing to do with me. It never, it never does. It never does. And it really does. I mean, there's like factors like okay, if you have marital issues or someone's really always nagging the other one or whatever, but ultimately cheating is a choice um because there's always an alternative dialogue to can i have other partners and that's what i always advocate for everybody always asks me as like a sex and sexuality therapist like oh is it like aren't we like naturally monogamous or aren't we naturally like polygamous i'm like actually we're both like what works for you? What's your human need? We're a very different kind of mammal. And actually 90% of mammals are polygamous. So only like 10% of mammals are actually mate for life, are monogamous. So if we come down to nature, like statistically speaking, we're probably more likely to be polygamous, but it's your boundaries and just communicating your boundaries. If you're a person who needs multiple partners because you love novel sex or the allure of like, you know, different, you know, it feels different with different people and that's okay, right? But to communicate that, I teach that everything should be consensual. If you need multiple partners, the other partner should know <laughs> that there's other partners. So yeah, I 100% always say like cheating is really a responsibility of the person who's choosing to cheat. Now, mind you, there's a lot of reasons why someone might cheat, but you just have to own that and be accountable. But that's, I mean, communication in sex is really key. Yeah. 100% key, especially the good you know, exploratory sex, like you said, I'm at like just having the conversations. Oh, you, yeah. I know things about some of the closest people on our networks that no one else knows. It's because they know I'm the space where you can say those things. Right. Uh, right. Yes, you I, know? Yes, I am like that too. You know, when people find out you're a sex and sexuality therapist, they're like, so, um, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> you over here well, in this people, space, like, uh, okay. I'm not a sex therapist or anything, obviously. I'm a composer, I'm a musician. But people tell me so many things about themselves. They just open up to me. I open up to people pretty easily as well. But it's always very um, interesting uh, that. Um, did you guys talk about the like homophobia of like straight men not wanting to be pegged? How that can be homophobic as well? We didn't stay there because you were tussling. And so I wanted to bring you back into the conversation. So we segue to something else really quick, but we can you circle back to where we are. Thank you for dealing with me. I <laughs> never have system issues. I'm pretty good about all this stuff. Um, so I'm really kind of like, that's oh, unfortunate. I'm not, I'm, I'm never really embarrassed by anything, but I'm just more so like, man, I don't want to take away from your show. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, but yeah, so yeah, there's that little twinge of homophobia in there with that. 
that's where I was I was getting to that. And I was just like, ah, you know, some of the stuff is just black and white. Like if you like men and you're a man, then you can say you're gay. If you like men and you like women, then you can say you're bisexual. It can be that black and white. I'm non-binary. I'm queer. I like everybody for the most part. Like there's really no one that I'll ever, unless, you know, like I'm going to say no to someone because of like, maybe I, you know, I'm not into, you know, you could be a, a MAGA hat. Like I don't like you for your it's politics crazy. or I don't like you right. for the way, you, you know what I mean? Exactly. But you can be anything. Like, I don't really care who you are. Um, so yeah, you ha- so with that, you, when you have straight men saying, well, I don't want to be fucked as gay. And I'm like, well, no, it's, it's, it, it, it's literally just an act. It's a, it's a thing that some people like happening to them. If you don't like it because you may have a, like a low tolerance for pain, then yeah, then don't do it. But if you, cause it hurts, it does hurt, but it's fun once you get past that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you so know. glad you just said the truth. Thank you. You know, like it, it, it's a, okay. It, 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 we have a plug. We, we you know, a non-sponsored host uh, for your wellness. For your wellness, I I use their uh, THC based lubricant. Ooh, they also have really? THC. Yes, they. Um, you can find them at like places like MedMen out here. Um, they also have suppositories, CBD. Uh, I don't know if they have THC ones, but possibly. I, I feel like at one point they did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that ease you in to that anal play, oh, guys. Okay, so if we want to talk about that. So there is that. There are plugs. There Plug. are, there's, like, just... Numbing lube. Going down, numbing yeah. lube. Going down there. So if you, as a woman, like, want to go down there and do all of that. That helps with easing all of it, fingering, all these things. Um, these are ways you get it excited. And then, yeah, you get that numbing stuff. You get that easy glide or whatever you want to get. <laughs> and and don't start with the gigantic thing because, it's again, it's like you, you wouldn't have wanted a, um, an anaconda for your first time. Like you want something. I might have like- had one. And that was probably <laughs> not the best feeling. In the I might have had one, and I was and just like, it's almost it's similar. It's a little tighter, but it's similar. And you want to do, you want to go easy. You, taper you, is what you're you saying. Wanna, you want to taper. Taper like the head. <laughs> boom. That's first night. Friday night we doing the tip. Then maybe next Friday we might go a little bit more than that. And then you gotta like because it's gonna shock the system, and you're gonna go wait a minute. And your body's gonna reject it. But if they're like, okay, that's something I can tell you, like for me being queer, I can almost, I don't know, may, tell me if I'm wrong, but I felt like it's something that I had to do because I'm queer mm-hmm. and I like sex and I'm going to have to bottom sometimes or top sometimes. Like, so as a, for a woman, is that something that you think like, well, I have a vagina, they have a penis, I'm going to have to take it at some point. So I just kind of like work through it. Or I'm so glad you brought that up because it is a conversation that comes up a lot with gay men, male friends Mm -hmm. that I have in regards to like what's the expectation. Um, Because I do have a few gay men, like gay male friends that don't bottom, and there's like an Mm -hmm. expectation that like that's just a DL guy thing. Like they have only, you know, or like if you identify gay, you have to bottom. And I'm like, 
it's really not. Like one of my favorite influencers, like shares his experience about like, nope, that's just not for me. <laughs> like very clearly, mm. you know, um, I think pansexual, honestly, but more like a gay identifying. Um, but, you know, he tells a story about, you know, yep, one time someone tried to put it in, that's just not for me. And I've never been wanted to do it again. He's like, I'll give you head all day, but I'm not going to bottom for the life of me. It is a preference. Um, and I think that is like the the stereotypes or the expectations within the community. Yeah. You know, like, oh, if you identify queer one, there's just a, a huge misnomer that like queer is synonymous with promiscuous and it's not. Yeah. You know, no. I have a client who is gay and is still, you know, 27 and a virgin just because navigating culture and being out like it just hasn't happened yet. You know, yeah, so like. Sorry to cut you off. Have you ever cr- come across a woman or someone with a vagina who's like, it's not my preference to be penetrated? Yes. Yeah. And so they usually end up identifying for a period of time as asexual, thinking they're not aroused, you know, like mm. I'm just not sexually interested, but realizing it's not that I'm not sexually interested, they're just not interested in being penetrated. And for a lot of people, you might not be clitorally stimulated. So like you're not interested in penetration. So then realizing like, oh, I'm externally stimulated. Right. But yeah, how do you communicate that to your partner? There's so many different sexual, you know, stimulations and preferences. So then it's like you have to find a partner who either is okay with not penetrating you, right? Or right. Like yeah. ways get that need met. Mm-hmm. I, I think yes, they them saying that, but you know, just as you know, I think that's something men should be thinking about. They should be thinking about that. Just because you have a penis doesn't mean you get to stick it everywhere. Some people don't want it. They don't. I've come across across, uh, men that identify as gay, but they feel like they are more maybe closer to asexual. Mm. You know, like not Mm. wanting to, like they like the, I, you know, like I like, I like men, but I don't necessarily like sex. Right. Right. Like whether, and that's top being topped or, you know, being a top or a bottom. Mm. So Mm. I've, I've, and I've, I've met women just how you were saying, like they they're gay, they identify as being a lesbian, but they don't want to be penetrated. So I mean, there's, I there's no straight women like that. I, I mean, I, 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 I just like I would just rather suck your dick and move on with my life mm-hmm. today. But when I want it, I want it. I, I feel like when we go mm-hmm. through that, it's just like I do not feel like it, but I'm going to give you this hand job or I'm going to suck the soul out your dick and I'm going to sleep. I don't even think you should have to do that if you don't want to do anything. No, I like, so, like, I don't be nice. I, you know, relationships are give and take. And that's I know, true, and, and, and I don't, and sometimes, like, it's part of the compromise, but sometimes, like, for real, like, you could be totally normal and feel fine, but it's just like, yo, like, I don't feel like, because you have to also think. Hmm. Cool, just like y'all, you know, a b- booty hole can take a beating. Coochies do too. So it takes sometimes it takes a few days to recover. She needs yes. rest. Oh, you're laughing yeah. and I'm serious. No, no, I just no, like, like days off. booty hole can take a beating. I just like the rhythm of that. Yeah. I just like that. I'm not because I know it can because it's been beaten before. So I get that. <sighs> But like I just, I just like how you said it. My musical brain went off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. But it's true. It's like so sometimes, especially like 
depending on the size and what's happened. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you got. I'm like shit. Like you gotta go soak, mm-hmm. like a, in yeah. the tub, just to like yeah. okay. This but if really you're not weird. getting, if your partner, male partner, ain't getting fucked, they don't under really, they don't really understand that. Yeah, they don't understand right. that. Yeah. Wet, I can just get up in there, but no. It might be feeling that way, but I'm like swollen. Right. Like you need to stop. Exactly. So, so that's where anatomy is really important for people to understand. Yeah. Like <laughs> okay. the vagina. Well, they're you. both muscles, right? But the penis, the muscle is really a kegel. It's at the top, right? It's not yeah. like necessarily the whole, you know, phallic piece. Whereas the vagina is, you know, um, well, multiple muscles and it can be swollen. It can be sore. Like any muscle, it needs to recover. Um, and whether or not lubrication is involved, you can get micro tearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's so, what so can be painful. So mm. interesting, uh, Tiff. Sorry to cut you off, mm-hmm. but I was when I was talking about the the lubricant to mm-hmm. my friend who is gay. He was like, "Why do you need lube?" And I was just like, "You because you you're supposed to use lube." And I'm not, I, and I'll be honest, I don't use it every session. But right. I was telling him, I was like, he was like, well, your body is naturally supposed to do it. I said, yes, but you have to also remember we're using latex condoms. So yeah. which if it's dry and they come lubricated for the most part, but things happen when you're going in and out, like there's friction. So you have to lubricate sometimes and you don't want to always with lubricate. condoms because yeah. friction causes them to break more it makes them yeah. less effective so you actually should be using more lube when yeah you're using condoms just yeah, to prevent you know breakage <laughs> and that's but what i was explaining to him about men, okay. you should be using lube because yeah. you can get yeah, micro tears and you know your penis, and that really is what can cause health issues down the line yeah. Right. So you yeah. should definitely. I can't even imagine not losing my. Oh Lord. Oh no. Oh, I can't even. I can't oh, even. No. I can't wrap oh, my head no. around when you play without lube. That just my brain hurts just thinking about it. People so, are thinking about it, and these straight people <laughs> aren't thinking about any of it. Oh my. That like be with your partners, man. Like yeah. sit with them, talk with them. Like you know, joke with them about stuff that might be a little uncomfortable to talk about. But like fucking, like learn something about them. You'll learn something about yourself, and then you'll be even more connected about with them. Like it's not hard. You don't have to sit through like three hours of lecture. Like just right. sit. Like yo, you know, every other night I'm like wrecking your soul. What can you? What can we do to like so that I can get some of that energy? Like I maybe I'm not into being pegged, but there could be other things. Like what? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there. This is a one way thing, you know. So ah, just I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dominic. No, I was gonna say, can we can we stay here for a second? Because even there there are you know like that's why I titled my show what I did because I didn't want to make it too feminine where men felt like that they couldn't watch mm-hmm. and engage and so. And I also feel like, I feel like the majority of my guests a lot of times are men. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I we don't talk enough about being fulfilled sexually. Mm-hmm. Like, men get their nut off, women, you can nut, and we just go about our day. I, it, I'm always intrigued and interested to know, like, could I be doing more? Like, is there something that, outside of that 
threesome shit. Like, I am so tired of that conversation. And I think, hold on, super quick. I must give up threesome energy because <laughs> is that a thing? Like, because I, I get it all the time too. And low key, I think they're overrated. I've done I, them. They can be fun, but they also are a lot of work. The more people, the more holes. The more people, mm. the more things to pleasure, be mm. conscious of. I'm like, and if you're trying to flip and dangle me here and now I'm not, I'm trying not to kick so-and-so in the face or put mm. this there. So mm. like they can be fun, but at this day and age, I prefer to like play with one person at a time and like watch or be watched. You know, yeah. like mm. there's gonna be multiple people, like let's 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 take turns, friends. Um, cause yeah, I, I had a recent, ex- not recent, but you know, like recent ish experience where someone wasn't really familiar with the community and how to play mm. and just kind of invited themselves in and oh, was like, I also kissing, which side note, you have to discuss boundaries in general. And I'm already like, kissing is very intimate. So you need to ask consent to be all up in my face. Yeah. But this person just invited themselves into the fix. And just started kissing, and next thing you know, teeth is smashing against each other. I'm like, child, wait, hold on. I really believe that there are there's levels to it, but I was just like, am I giving all? Because literally, almost every every man that I have dated, almost every man. Now, I, I will say the 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 foreign men that I dated, they never said it to me, but mm. every almost yeah, every 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 casual partner. Every casual, every relationship that I've dealt with, mm. black men, they have all like threesomes, even. And I'm just like, and, and even somebody that I hadn't even seen in, and first of all, middle school, we were not doing anything like that. And we're social media friends. And I talk a lot of shit on my podcast, by the way, you guys. I do want y'all to know that. But some stuff is also entertainment purposes so we can start the conversation just sparking. Booty hole. A booty hole. And so I was like, nigga, I ain't seen you since middle school. 12. And I don't know how you got that idea that I would do that with you and no shade. Right. I appreciate the compliment. It's a right. compliment to a certain extent, but it happens all the time. And I'm like, do niggas just out here just like running wild? Mm-hmm. Like, I also I diddle that. That happens to me a lot. The request for the threesome. I've always taken it as because I'm cute and I have cute friends. Okay. I think they think it's like mm-hmm. a low key slide invitation into like, can I get you and your friend? And in my yeah. head, I'm always like, you don't really have me yet, so let's just get solid there. But uh, <laughs> wait till I'm a solid yes, and we can add these other people. But mm-hmm. also, oh, where was that? Oh, ask for the threesome. Um, but in general, just assuming that like you're promiscuous, so you're interested in sex. I'm like. Again, start with step one. Do I want to have sex with you? Like that part. Because because a lot of y'all are not fuckable. Y'all think y'all fuckable, but y'all really not fuckable. But that's a conversation for another day. Um. Also, me, I don't really have a type. Like I have a specific preference that like I lean into. But like I've kind of had all the things. Like mm. short, tall, fat, skinny, like all the personalities. So is but don't let that make you think that you you next like 
there is still a strategy to the right. The chaos. Like, I, have, so, I have standards still. Yeah, I think some people like misread some information they know about me. Like, so I got a shot. I'm like, no, 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 that's not. Don't make these assumptions. I always get consent. I always be clear mm. on what's happening. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, um, you know, I just I feel that you know sometimes people they just. You know, I ain't even gonna be mad at niggas for like pressing their luck. You know, and I mean, and, and when I say niggas, I mean men in general. Like, a lot of y'all be real confident. And you know, I can respect that. I can respect that. You know, mm. like, it, it gotta start somewhere, but that doesn't mean it starts with me. Go or somewhere this. else. <laughs> Has this happened to you? They assume if if or when the conversation of threesome comes up, they're like, so you got somebody? There's this weird notion that because you've had a threesome in the past that as women, do you just assume we have like this threesome list, like this, this like, go-to starter list of like- Here's my black book of bitches that I'm okay to fuck. You want to know what's really funny? I've said yes to a few threesomes. Like, yeah, I'm into it. So who you got? And they're like, well, who you got? I'm like, you don't want to ask you're me. Right, you asked me. I don't got nobody. You asking me? <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Funny story. Super quick. I uh, I'm no longer the person. I'm no longer a person with this person. By the way, mm. but someone was interested in saying like they one. They felt like this person. People were saying like I feel like this person is kind of like flirty with you or whatever. Like she probably. So I wasn't sure, but I was like. <laughs> I, I identify as straight and I've never had a threesome or anything. It's never, it's never been something that interests me in the sense of having a threesome with another woman. Like, let me say that right. I've never wanted to, if I wanted to partake, I wanted other things, element, elements at it. Mm. So I would say, so it's funny because multiple people have told me this. So this one person is like, Oh, ask so-and-so would she have a threesome with us? So she comes back and like, I'll fuck you, but not him. And it was like, what what she said? And I was like, uh, <clears throat> she said she wasn't interested. And you. <laughs> now, I didn't want to be a dream crusher. You know, just be like, I'm not a bitch. But yeah, you know. Wow. Yeah. I oh, So I've had threesomes. I've been in a couple orgies. Mm -hmm. Um. But this is like it's it's all is usually all. I mean, it's always always been men. It's never I've never had a oh. woman. Uh, or oh, woman. okay. I've never had that element uh, uh, in in that. So it's always been um, it's always been really fun. I've always you know, but I think it's because we all kind of like there, are, there because we all kind of have the same parts. We don't really like have this power. Mm -hmm. And I'm verse, so mm -hmm. if there was, but every time I've done it, everyone was verse. So yeah, like yeah. it was a lot of like we could all kind of go any way we wanted. And I'm a okay. I'm a very silly person, so I'm I'm really good at making things that seem kind of serious, <laughs> very light, and yeah. you know, we have a good time, and it's always funny, and it's always fun. And yeah, someone might get up and go get a drink of water and just kind of chill while the other, you know, those, and it's just like, we're all, we all just kind of understood that. Like it was okay. Yeah. Like no one was like, Oh wait, 
it, it, there was no um, uncertainty with things. Um, mm -hmm. So it was actually really, really nice. And each time it happened, no one like, I've never asked anyone I've ever been with like, do you want to have a threesome? I think we've, I've had the conversation about mm -hmm. threesomes, but I wasn't like, hey, there's this person. Do you want to have a threesome with them? Like I've mm -hmm. never done that. I think it's oh, just, all organically like, happened. Yeah. I feel like that's how it should be because yeah. like you said, like it adds layers where it makes it kind of, it's more pressure. And one of my friends, I wanted him to join us today because he, uh, but couldn't, but cause he identifies as straight, but he be in some shit. Like he sent me a picture with goggles. He's been on the show before. Um, and <laughs> goggles. <laughs> goggles. I was like, nigga, what's, what's happening today? Like, what is this? So, um, but he was saying that he felt like, the best threesomes that he has had, he, he felt like you tiffed that they were overrated, but the best ones have always just kind of fallen into his lap. It was something that was never planned, you know, mm -hmm. and I will be open to it. If it was something like that, where it was just kind of spur of the moment. Mm -hmm. And the one time where I felt like that's what we were trying to do. Oddly, that one person, that girl would have been involved because we just all happened to be in the same mm -hmm. city at the same time. Mm -hmm. But the guy was too drunk. No! It's trying to happen. That it was happening or it could have happened. Yeah, or, or yeah. trying to happen. You should have had like, some fun with old girl. That's what you should have did. Yeah, it was, it was, I, nah, I just, you know, I, I'm just, because people, you, you pick up on things with certain people. Yeah, and so you can't be out here just fucking any and everybody, just like you shouldn't be out here eating every pussy and sucking every dick. I'm a firm believer in that. Be selective, and if people were selective, we wouldn't have viral videos about you not feeding my three other kids. Oh, and then her follow up what? video, and every stereotype. I knew that was gonna get explained to me. I was seeing that, like, what the hell is this on Twitter? Oh yeah, you could. You can't do babies like that. You gotta feed them. They hungry. They gonna remember you, that. You know, here. But it's a stereotype. Complaining about the stereotype that that did it for me. Yeah. Like oh. when you saw her response video complaining about getting dragged, I said, "Well, ma'am, you literally are all the stereotypes. <laughs> like you, know, you are I all mean, the things." I didn't see the video. For yeah. me, I, I'm gonna say this. He, I feel like he wasn't wrong. Only because it's not like he had never bought all of her additional kids' food before. Now, granted, yes, her kid was the last kid. He should have been selective as well. Man, y'all don't want to have that conversation. Accountability. But you did it. Too late. Too late. And, and shot up the club. Okay. So yes, at one point y'all were together. Y'all were living together. She had three kids, multiple by multiple men. I'm not judging, but whatever. But when we are no longer together, there are certain privileges that get revoked. Right. So he was nice enough. Right. Right. Still time, you know, every so often, get her kids, the other kids, food. Yeah. And maybe on this particular day, he probably should have taken his kid to lunch. Mm, sure. Right. Taking him out. But mm -hmm. here we are. And I still don't feel like he was wrong. 
Mm, you know, men just have to be more selective. You got to be more. Also, selective. you may not have had it like that. Maybe you And I and I and I feel like that too. Like, what if that day he only had enough money to get him and his kid food? Mm. And so, was his kid supposed to starve? And you're talking about food stamps, but then you're you you lash out, and them ain't strips. You weaved up. I, so, I like I said, it's like the accountability goes both ways in so many does. ways. But like you, that's why you said, like you know, consider take that in consideration when you laying with people when you making mm. Humpty Dumpty choices. Because I have, I mean, I've had all the combinations of multiple partner play. I've had yeah. two men threesomes, two women threesomes. Yeah. You know, combinations of orgies and play parties. Mm. And that's really my my tip. I would say. If you're not sure, go to an actual designated play party. Mm, there's yeah. rules. Someone, if you identify as like, this is my first time, like a newbie, there's usually someone who like walk you around, tell you the yeah. rules, introduce you to it. And there's no obligation to participate. So you can just watch and see how other people interact, see what arouses you, you know, that kind of thing. So a lot of people who come to me and they're kind of like, well, we're not sure. I'm like, try something really introductory. Yeah. Right. You know, and more anonymous. Find like a play party in three cities over and go check it out. You right. know, or um, or go to a co ed spa and see, mm-hmm. you know, how you feel in that in that space. If you know you're a hetero or a hetero presenting couple, you know, like try that space out. Um, because also sometimes you just don't know till you till you get in there. Like me, I have yet to have a transgender partner. But I am very aroused by transgender porn. So I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, I assume in real life it's going to be like, you know what I mean? But I also am aware, like, I'm not just an objectifier. Like, I would love to also know the person that I'm participating with. You know what I mean? So at this point, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on a hunt. I've been (laughs) on a hunt for a while now for my transgender person. But, you know, I just be letting life, life. See what happens. Wow, you're um, on the hood. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know I everybody. A man might have somebody for you too. I, I just might. And I, hey, you didn't confirm with me, Dominique, about my friend. Ooh. He's beautiful and such a sweet, sweet boy. Oh, are we trying to play matchmaker right now? Is that what I'm always playing that. Ooh, fun time. We talk about it later. And he gave me a proposition like you, Tiff, with one of his friends. Mm. So I was like, I, because here's the thing: it's like I kind of would, if I would probably would want to be like kind of like like you said, like more anonymous, more low key, kind of like mm-hmm. go a little I further. Away. Then, I don't want him. Then next thing you know, me and y'all like to gossip, and then as he, much he, as women, as much more than oh, women. Yeah, they do. So yeah, I'm like, like to talk. I ain't trying to hear a man say, yeah, so I heard your pussy do this. I'm like, I am. <laughs> I heard you yeah, did this. But that's a specific type of person that would I know, that. I and know. And I would never go around talking about you in that way. Certain stories, certain weird things have gotten back to me because of the circle. So, like, even if I've dabbled in, like, I got a, a group of homeboys, we're like brothers, and I used to well, except for one, because the one of the ones were intimate. 
But my homeboy and that I've known since I was like first grade, we hanging out. We at the beach. It is he's like, yeah, so I heard you got that uh I was like motherfucker. Mm. Like I was so and then you really and I really couldn't really go back and say nothing. Because it's like, okay. But I really like because what was I gonna say to the person that said something? Like people knew he was messing around. And it was like, complimentary too. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, he gonna be mad? oh yeah, because he got the good, good, good. And I would have said it right back at your friend. He'd be like, "But I want to hear it because he wants to hear about how good your stuff is." Because he probably wants to get how he wants to get a taste. Right. I'm like so that, that. That's him letting you know that. In my head, I'm like, "Why?" Are you no, no, that's that? how I felt. But I was just like, "Motherfucker!" Like, but you throw him off by talking about how you get how in predicaments like me, where you had and then he goes, brothers what? and oh, cousins and frat brothers and yeah that's how that's how you get in those predicaments so you want to know what's interesting it's like one time i i kind of got i don't know if you've ever had like y'all felt like situations where you kind of felt obligated to do something just because of what was happening like around the scene and so i felt like i really didn't even have chemistry with this person and then, but I was told that this person was coming home with me, and I was just like, he cool and all, but like, I really am not interested. But even in the act, I was just like, okay, maybe when the liquor hit my system, dog, it was just wasn't, it wasn't good. And it was just like, that's coercion to me. That yeah, sounds like small, small level. I didn't of felt, no, like, I know I could say yes or no. Like, I know the yeah. difference, but it was just like, mm-hmm. I'm a little horny, so sure. Without some of the other elements, you probably would have said no. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, but then this person tries to tell my th- someone super close to me that my boss is trash. And I was like, he, he a motherfucking lie. I said, because his niggas that I ain't fucked in like seven years and they call him. So, right. And I was like, so- and why the fuck one when he tell you that? We're like siblings. Who? Like, that's just fucking weird. And why the fuck you even telling me this bullshit? Mm. Like to this day, like if this person, like they're no longer, I guess, cool anymore. But I was like, <laughs> he would do stuff and and like to get my attention. I'm like, like, bro, like you're corny, like and you don't have that type of chemistry. So like, why are you still like why are you here? Mm. And I'm like, why do you I'm like, uh, so yeah. Mm. Well, the the entertainment field can be very incestuous, you know, similar to like basketball wives and stuff like that, right? And it's just because who you have access to and who knows, yeah. who, you know, who knows the culture. It happens. Yeah. Um, it happens but that would be my culture. thing. If ever there's a bad yeah. report, I think the people receiving the information can call BS because no one really knows who's on my list. Like they might have accidentally consulted with one another. But like I'll never confirm or deny people on my list. Yeah. It's an interesting list. But I won't confirm or deny that. But if you are going around saying something bad, usually that person who knows you don't know, they know, will mm. be like, Oh, that's interesting. And then they come back and tell me. So that's the fun part. Like I get to hear people making up stuff, or what was fun in college is the the frat boys who wanted credit but hadn't actually. I don't know what that trend is about. Lying and saying you had sex with someone you didn't. I'm like, wait a minute. No, that is happening. Okay, men in general, like, and I feel like men do that as adults still. 
can y'all please stop? Like, that's fucking <laughs> weird. Like, there were like a couple of men that said they fucked me, and I was just like, I don't even have their phone number. Like, how did this happen? Like, where, when? Mm. And it's, it's really, it's, it's just, it's, it's kind of right. It's, like, it's sad. It's this thing, this status that people yeah, say, oh, I got to get with the prettiest girl mm-hmm. on campus. It's all yeah, like, no. who cares? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't right. care. And this is, right. Men should be really like, aware. Oh. oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying, it was a few times where I'd be like, who? Like, and not even trying to be, not even being shady, mm-hmm. but I'm like, who are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. I, what was, okay, wait, where was I with that? Oh, it's, it's just interesting to me that it happens, that whole conundrum to me. It's just interesting that it happens in general. It's always perplexed me. I can't, from a clinical perspective, even put a, a thing on it, except like, yeah, like that's their way of getting clout. But it's always just been so interesting to me. It's just been such an interesting <laughs> Oh, but I was, I'm yours when they do, if it is a person who actually has, you know, experienced you and they give a bad report, I think specifically men need to be aware more than anything is that, again, the vagina is a muscle and she usually don't lie. So you might have a bad experience with someone and it's not because she doesn't have a good vagina. It's probably indicative of the fact she wasn't that into you. Like me, if I'm, if I'm not that into you and I'm just horny, like you getting like 60, 70% at best. That's a big mind you, I know my 60, 70% is still better than most people's like 90. I get it. But like, I'm not giving you the good good. If you're like mediocre, I'm just doing this to do it. Like I'm bored. So, you know, rebounding or filling the time I've or whatever. I've done the board. Like, okay. This Listen, I know that's real. Like, curious, been... If you've ever just had curious sex, sometimes I've just had sex with people because they're interesting. I'm pretty sure it's going to be bad, but I'm like, maybe I'll surprise myself. And then I did it. <laughs> Like that's so so for seriously, like I think that people like I've been that person where I'm just like, okay, I was trying to play this this way, but did you really do the work to get a a Meryl Street performance? (laughs) Or are you getting J Lo performance or are you getting Yeah, you know, like who who else who who could be in between that, like Ava Mendez, I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know like, what's happening, but but I, but I but we're talking about like tears. I, mean, I know what happened. I know yeah, it's like there's like A B C. You know, I'm just like people all seem awesome. Ava Mendez is gorgeous. Yeah, and 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 this, it's and, and to be honest, like there's probably only one person that I've like I'm like I gave a B to like. And I probably should have gave them the Meryl Street, but I was just like, you didn't earn it. But then, you know, you know, things happen. But I'm just like, a lot of these niggas don't be doing the work. See, this is why I think, like, communication and talking about it when you with someone, like, you don't, because this to me, it's like, if if someone doesn't slightly deserve it, they don't deserve it at all, in my Mm -hmm. head. Like, if they don't even, like, if you gotta give them, you know, you know, Hobo Joe instead of like J Lo. Like, I don't, I don't think you should get it at all. Like, I think you should just like be like, you know what? Never mind. No, thank you. Because you know what? Like, it goes back to like that conversation equally between the people. What are the things that mm-hmm. you went to? What do you like? And now mm-hmm. that could, to me could be a casual situation. And I know that seems like a lot of energy and effort to put into someone that you might only have sex with once, but. 
and I don't, I'll tell you right now, I don't hold sex with high regard. I don't think it's like, I think it's a thing that we all like to do. But I also feel like if I'm going to, what I do hold in regard is my time. So yeah. like, if I'm going to take time with you. Now? Oh, child, if you get this cookie now, you've been, ooh, like, I like listen, I time is so much money talk. now. If you've been gotten here in the last two, three years, just know. Right, you know, so like, no. Have y'all ever held held out though? Because you might have held sex, and because we're told that you you can't, you can't, you gotta wait. And have it has anybody given anybody the Joan Clayton three month rule? I did nine months at one time, but I, I then became engaged to that person. So, like so when it happened, how was it for me? Thankfully, like, oh, sorry, oh, go ahead. No, I mean, Whoever. it was it was because I wanted to do it with that person. So it was just like any other, like, I, it's sex. It's something. But did you, but did you wait a long time, Amanda, and hold I it did. out? I did. I didn't have to have this hold out. It was a pandemic. Well, I'm, I, I want to know. Well, okay, so Tiff, Tiff can answer because oh. she held out for nine right. months. You, you, you fucking and sucking right. on the first night. She held no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm not. Oh, you're talking about when you first meet someone. If you waited. You if you waited, waited and then yeah. you had it. So yes. basically this partner, yes, I waited nine months because I was feeling away morally and conflicted and all those okay. things back when mm -hmm. I identified as a devout Christian. That's a different story. Um, but yeah, so like I, I was, you know, absent nine months. We dated okay. and, you know, Honestly, it was peer pressure. Like he, of course, he was blue balling it often, but you know, we had made boundaries, and he was respecting me. It was really peer pressure that even got us into having sex in the first place, because um, he was supposed to leave for the Navy SEALs, and so you know, mm. our family was like, "You can't just send your man off and did not show him what he worked like waiting for." And oh, I was like, "Oh, geez, okay. Louise, who knew? Okay. Who knew? You know?" But I was like, "We're trying to do the right thing, you know, whatever." So, um, but thankfully, then when we did, it was amazing. Thank God. Now, I do have a friend who had a different experience where she was raised Jehovah's Witness, waited till marriage, you know, was so excited, high libido, just ready, like, this is what we've been waiting for. And it was not all that. And then being, you know, very disappointed and being like, how do we figure this out? And then also coming from a culture, you know, where we don't talk about it. It's not about pleasure. You know, it's about right. reproduction. It was like, now what do I do with all these sensations? Right. So, you know, she had to have her own awakening. Not saying this is everybody's story, but she did end up leaving that partner, leaving that faith practice and really going through a whole like my body, my pleasure. You know, how do I do this in a way that's meaningful for right. me and now? Of course, thankfully, she's in, you know, a marriage, loving sex, happy. But yeah, it happens. Some people wait. And then, yeah, what if you waited all that time and it's not it's not good? Yeah. Yeah. That happened with me with a, a partner of mine. We waited because they wanted to, and it was a few months, and it was fine. It was it was beautiful. It was actually really nice. Um, but you know, I don't know. I, I things are just so. I'm not to brag, but things are very easy with me. I don't like to put any pressure on people unnecessarily. So I'm very just like if we we can wait. It's not the mm -hmm. end of the world. Let me make you some pancakes. Like it's fine. It's not that big. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, that's very. Um, I hate to do this, 
But I, I think I have to go. My mom is texting me. My aunt is in the hospital. So I have to, like. Okay. No, you're fine. We were about to wrap up anyway. Oh, okay. Well, I'll wrap um, up with you really quick. Yeah. Oh, no. I. <laughs> or not? Get Go. Get out of okay. here. I'll talk I'll... to Tiff. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Tiff, it was so wonderful meeting. I Lovely. Me too. I can't wait to meet you in person someday. Yes. I'll be in LA at some point. Like, I'm from there. So I'll probably be there some point this year. So I'll let you know. Well, Dom, Monique, can you give her my information? Yes, I sure will. Thank okay. you so much for stopping in, my little Thank friend, you. my little tussle buddy. That we gonna call you. You so <laughs> was tough one today. You're you're the best, and thank you for having me. This is I would love to come back and talk more about things. So. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much, babe, and I will catch up with you. All right, bye, you guys. Bye. Bye. Okay. Yeah. No. I've 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 done that John Clayton three month rule and but buddy, I was like I'm never doing this again. Like we were talking about time and time being wasted. I was like, why would I do this? And I was trying to be different because, like you said, oh, I felt something different. I was trying to play the mm-hmm. game a little different. Mm-hmm. Dog, it was terrible, and I just was like, oh, no, never. And then you know, sometimes like the first encounter too is a little awkward. Like sometimes mm-hmm. there's pressure, and so I was like. Maybe it was this awkward encounter and then it happened again. And I stopped in the middle of the act and I was like, I don't know who or what you've been fucking, but I don't like to be fucked like this. I don't think we have sexual chemistry. Right. So we like cuddled, but that was it. I was just like, I'm never waiting three months ever again. I need to figure out (laughs) if this is going to be a great fuck or not. Like ever. Right. I had, so I had a, partner that I had once that we actually met like through a threesome and it was like so random and then they pursued me later and I was like that wasn't even really supposed to happen that's off track with what I'm doing right now with my life actually kind of caught me off mm-hmm. guard uh so that's a misrepresentation of where I'm at you know I was like I'm not into this casual thing right now despite how we met you know all of that right. and gave the whole spiel like you know sorry I misrepresented myself you were lovely don't worry but like you know I'm looking for a relationship and the person was insistent like no, I know how we met. I don't think of you like you're not limited to that. Like, so they they offer. They're like, well, we don't even have to have sex. Like, let's just start dating. Do to do it. And I was like, okay, that sounds cute. Whatever. Like, fine. Like, I'll give you a chance. Sex off the table. Cool. Child, we were five weeks in, and I was like, if you don't just get naked, like now I know what I'm. I I know what you're working with, and it's clear we've been dating now. We've been had super dates, and by the time we got to week five, I was like so ready. I was, I was over it. This waiting is ridiculous. You know, I know what we're here for. I know what we're doing. I was so right. over that five weeks. I was like, how long are we doing this for? We should have established like a timeline. <laughs> well, okay. So how long, how, like, how long did y'all stay in that relationship, that dating? Did, did after y'all fucked around a little bit? Was it over or how long did y'all stay together? No, it lasted two plus years. So it, it oh, made wow. it the distance. Oh. Yeah, it did. But you know, but you, uh, you, you touched on something that, um, some people have a fear about. It's mm-hmm. just like somebody trying to contact somebody after a threesome. And trying to engage because I don't know what the the other party involved, what what your relationship was like, but that's one of the big fears when it comes to threesome, especially when it's like men, a man and two women. Like, I feel like there's this weird, unhealthy competition that might happen even in that act a little bit sometimes. Absolutely. So in this particular situation was two men. Okay. We're friends. So it was a mutual friend. That's how we met through this mutual friend. 
oddly enough, me and the mutual friend had not actually been sexual before that either. So it was just kind of like, it just happened kind of thing again, organically or whatever. But there is that level of like male competition definitely present. So this person, I believe like, you know, had made it known they were interested, kind of like asked permission or called dibs or, you know, whatever men do. Um, so that had been established outside of reaching out to me. And that's how they even got my information. Because like when okay, I said okay. I send a relic right out of there, I send yeah. a relic right out of there. Um, <laughs> the board are like, wait, what? Okay, bye. Um, that was nice. Okay, bye. That's not what I actually came here for. So um, yeah, so I think particularly if it's a couple engaging in threesome, I always encourage people to establish that boundary beforehand and let the third person know. And know sure. between each other because that does happen, unfortunately, a lot. As you engage in the threesome, you find out the other partner, either one of you is communicating with the third person. And yeah. if you didn't establish that boundary beforehand, that can really cause conflict. Um, whereas if you say, like, it's okay to have an outside side thing with the yeah. third person, if that happens organically or no, like, explicitly, no, this is just for funsies. Do not contact them afterwards, you know. And again, sometimes people don't know until it happens. Mm-hmm. So I also having that conversation like, hey, I might say it's okay now, but in two weeks, if my jealousy horns are popping up, like, we need to re- reassess this. And, you know, yeah. And that's about having a, a partner that really appreciates you and is open to because pe- people change their mind all the time. We talk about that even in, in a solo situation where it's just, you know, mm-hmm. you and another partner where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I said I was okay with doing this like on the way over here, but I'm really not. And it's okay if I change my mind and you can't take certain things from me because of that. So right. it's just having a, a partner that really, really gets it and understand. And, and even expressing mm-hmm. that, like, if I'm feeling some type of way, I we're going to do a check-in and I'm going to tell you how mm-hmm. I feel. And it's either you respect it and understand it and cut it off or this just needs to be done because you're not my person. Right. Yeah. And that's, I, that's literally my motto. I said, I try not to lie. It happens. It's part of the human experience, but I try not right. to lie anymore in this age. One, cause memory, I'd be, I'd be forgetting what I said. Like <laughs> I'll catch myself. I, like, but I try not to lie, but I reserve the right to change my mind. Yeah. What I said yesterday might be very different than how I'm feeling today. Absolutely. That doesn't mean I lied. That just means something changed. Yeah. You know, how you move with that person might be different than I expected. You know, the elements that are happening are different. So I reserve the right to change my mind. And it has happened. And it's not always comfortable communicating that, but to have that boundary. You know, I've had that with partners. We, we said we're going to be polyamorous. Then you finally communicate. You, you, you experience another person and they're like, wait, never mind. I, I thought it was okay, but I'm not okay. <laughs> you know? So, and be like, okay, that's fine. Let's let's reevaluate. Let's figure that out. So, yeah, definitely, it's okay to change your mind. What background noise are you hearing? I I can see it in your face through background noise. I, I can't no, hear it. But. Okay, I put my phone. I put it on mute. I just did not know, and I was just like, "What the fuck is happening in my house? I don't know." But it's fine. Know. It's fine. But so now like a whole activity and you don't even know what it is. Girl, I don't, I, cause it, cause it kind of felt like it was coming from below. Cause I'm on the top. Mm. So I was like, what is that? So whatever. But you know, it's after- it wasn't an earthquake girl. The first time I experienced an earthquake in LA, I was like, oh, that's what that is. I was so I, like, my first, oh. earthquake, my first earthquake experience was in St. Louis actually. What? They so, earthquake okay. So here we have a, we, 
we have a fault line, the new Madras fault line, and it's not active how the San Andreas fault line mm-hmm. is, but it's active. Mm-hmm. So it was one night and I lied. I had lied and told my mom that I was staying in Chicago overnight with my friend. I hope she knows. I don't care. We're grown now. People lied. I don't lie no more. I'm grown. But I had actually, I did go to Chicago, but just for the day. But mm-hmm. I was staying at my boyfriend at the time school who his school happened to be in Illinois. This earthquake happened in the middle of the night. And yo, I, when I tell you, I thought it was the fucking rapture. No. I said, oh my God, I'm going to hell. I, I lied to my mom. <laughs> traumatized. I'm instantly traumatized. No draws on freaking out. Like, <laughs> oh Lord, that would be like the worst. That's my worst fear, actually, is earthquake in the shower. Yeah. Butt naked, <laughs> vulnerable, and wet. I'm like, just don't do me like that, Jesus. Just don't do me like that. Like, yeah. let me have my clothes on at least, Jesus, and not wet. Like, don't make me that vulnerable. Like, don't, Damn, don't do that's it. hilarious. That's fucking hilarious. But Tiff, tell everybody where they can find you. And we definitely, of course, you know you're going to be back. Yay! And, yeah, um, you know, where they can find you, your services, everything. Yes. Well, on the screen, thankfully. I mean, hopefully they can see it. I don't remember. It um, is. So, okay. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna make you even bigger. Hold on. There you go. Well, yeah, I'm on most all social media platforms. There's so many now. I don't know. I might have missed one, but all social media platforms at Tiff Talk TV, T I F F T A L K TV. Um, And basically, yeah, you can find mental health, you know, fun social media content, my lifestyle content, what I'd be doing with myself. Um, And secondarily, yes, I'm also a licensed therapist. I practice here here in California. Um, I specialize in anxiety, depression, treatment of trauma, life transitions, sex and sexuality for teens and adults. Um, And so if you need those services or if you're interested, uh, you can book a consultation at GeminiWellness.org, GeminiWellness.org. All righty. Well, thank you so much for coming in and you guys be sure to like, subscribe and share the podcast. Don't forget, you know, I have the candles that are available at saint-angelus.com. Yes. Get some candles y'all. And, um, I will have a code, a special code. Cause I have something that I'm working on, mm-hmm. um, for you guys, you know, um, that might be a little blingy bling, a little do, you know, a little thing, thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I will have that in the next coming weeks that has been confirmed and I can't wait to share that with y'all. And that's all I got for y'all. Like be safe, stay hydrated, take breaks from social media, Mm -hmm. fuck fuck good, responsibly be safe. And I'll see y'all here next week. Bye.